Welcome to the Sherrard Show. I'm your host, Deanna Joy, and I'm sitting in for Sherrard as his guest host for today. Now, before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Sharp Minded Cultural Center, which gives individuals with autoimmune diseases the opportunity to learn to sing, dance, <laughs> sing, dance, act, etc., all free of charge. You can donate to this great cause right here. Our show is also brought to you by iHeartRadio and Pure Essence Television, both in which you can download on your iOS and Android devices. You can also watch our show and past episodes with some of your favorite celebrities right here on Roku TV. Now, our guest today is known throughout the tri-state as the Indie Goat. He's a pioneer here in the hip-hop industry, and he's right here on the Sherrard Show today. So I'd like to introduce our guest today, John Jiggs. John, welcome to the show. Hey, hey <laughs> what's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. Of course. All right, John. So for the people who don't know who you are, let us know uh, who you are and how you got started. Okay. Uh, so again, uh, my name is John Jiggs. Uh, I'm from uh, I'm from Long Island, New York. Um, uh, ba- basically, you know, been been in, been in New York, raised, you know, ra- born in New York, raised in New York. Uh, been on the. I was a. Uh, I started out, you know, what I'm saying just like on the underground scene, doing my thing. I've been honestly been uh, rapping since I was like probably like 12, 13 years old. You know, but uh, probably professionally, I've been doing this for about maybe 10, 11 years. You know, uh, yeah, I've, uh, you know, I've been able to travel the world. You know, I'm a touring artist. Uh, been able to work with some hip hop legends. Uh, uh, Paris from EPMD, uh, Granddaddy IU, um, Diabolic. Uh, uh, the list goes on and on. I mean, there's a lot of different um, Benny the Butcher. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's a lot of different people that I've been able to work with, you know what I'm saying? It's been an incredible ride, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be here, man. Been uh, uh, Hip-hop has given me so many great experiences, you know, places I never thought I would be able to go and things like that. So, you know, but that's pretty much what it is. My music is lyrically, you know, lyrically driven. You know, I come from that clause where you had to be saying something and saying something of substance, you right. know? So that's what, you know, that's what, that's what I do. And I, I do it consistently, you know? So what is your favorite part of uh, being in the music industry? Um, I would say, so I would say, so I would say probably the travel, the travel aspect of it, just like getting to go and see different things and, you know, uh, you know, just place, like I said, I would, I place I probably would never go if I wasn't doing this. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now that's now that's my favorite part, but then sometimes it could be, sometimes it could also be, uh, I guess you would say like disheartening too, because like if you know traveling is cool, but when it's like months or it's even weeks, sometimes you get homesick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so it's like, so that's like it's like a gift and a curse. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, what is what's one of the biggest venues that you've performed at so far? Um, back in 2020. Back in 2020, I did the Amway Center in Orlando. Wow. That's uh, you know, that's where the Orlando Magic play. Um, I've done Nassau Coliseum in my hometown, Long Island. Um, yeah, there's 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 probably a couple other ones that I'm missing. I did uh, a Highline Ballroom in New York City. That's a pretty big venue. Yes. Um, I've done so I've done SOBs a few times in New York City. That's 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 a big venue. Yes. Um, so yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's been a few, few, a few of them that were like rather large. You know, 
So who are your biggest influences when it comes to music? Um, who are some artists that, you know, uh, you think that have inspired you on your journey to where you are now? Well, uh, you know, growing up, especially growing up in New York, it was like Nas, Jay-Z, Mob Deep was a big, I love Mob Deep, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That was one, uh, especially like Prodigy, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, I was, yeah, yeah, rest in peace. Um, there's so many others, you know, from 50 Cent, Jay-Z, um, uh, Biggie, Wu-Tang, every, everybody in Wu-Tang. You know what I'm saying? I would say that those are like some of the early, uh, 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 like the boot camp flip, duck down. You know what I'm saying? I, I would say I would say those are like early influences, like growing up. You know, just people that I followed, and you know what I'm saying? Yes. So thus far, now I know that you've created uh, a lot of music <laughs> over the years. Yeah, what do you definitely. think is your favorite song that you have, and why? Um. I'm trying to think. Probably my favorite song that I've ever made. It's probably uh, I have a song. I got I have a song called Bill Cosby. I put it out like maybe 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's my favorite because it's a fan favorite. Like it's one of those records that like I have to perform. Like I have to do it. You know what I'm saying? When I when I perform, no matter how much new stuff I have out or whatever the case is, mm -hmm. people have to hear this record. Or even when I'm you know, going, I might be going doing a sound check and going through my set list. My manager's like, yo, you have to, you got to either close or you got to start with this record. You know what I'm saying? It's called Bill Cosby. So that, that's like, that's like probably, probably my most favorite record. And it was like a little bit earlier in my career when, you know, things weren't as big. So like, I just, it brings me back to a place where, you know what I'm saying? Where I really like had to like, like, you know, fight for mine. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, Yeah. So what is Bill Cosby about? Just curious, out of curiosity. Um, okay, so the reason, so let me, okay, so the reason I call it Bill Cosby is because the sample for the beat is from the uh, the Fat Albert, the car cartoon that used to come on in the 70s okay. or whatever. So so that's where I got the name. So that's why I called it Bill Cosby. And at the time when I made it, that's when like all these different things started coming out about him, about Bill Cosby and stuff. So I thought it would just, since his name was all over the headline, I thought it would be funny just to name name the song Bill Cosby. That was smart. And then, yeah, and <laughs> well, then um, yeah, and then really, I mean, the song is not really about too much. It just it's really just like like unadulterated hip hop. It's just me going for I think that I think I spit like maybe forty bars, and it's just me going crazy on a song. It's, I talk about all different kinds of stuff, you know. And but the song doesn't really have like a real direction. It just it's just, it's just like good lyrics and a crazy flow for like a long time. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me, how, how was it growing up in Long Island? And how do you think that that was, um, how, did, how do you think growing up in Long Island pushed you to becoming an artist? Yeah, well, um, Long Island is one of those places. Long Island is, as, first of all, Long Island is, is extremely segregated, right? So it's like, you know, you have when people that are not from the New York area or even people that are not from Long Island, even people in New York, they think of Long Island as like like more of like a suburban type of place. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and in and, and most aspects it is, but you have these uh but you have you will find when you if you really get down to the nitty-gritty, you will find these pockets of poverty on Long Island. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Where Long Island is like one of those places where either you come from money or you don't have nothing. You know what I'm saying? 
so um that I think that that shaped me because you know uh we have you know we have a lot of there's a lot of wealth on Long Island but if you don't have that then you're forced to just kind of be on the outside looking in you know what I'm saying so I think that 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 pushed me always pushed me to like want more you know what I'm saying now at the and at the same time it's New York so the hip hop it's still New York so the hip hop culture is like alive and well and you know when I was coming up if you said you was a rapper you had to be ready to rap just like that right you had to be on point it had to you had to be you know you had to be ready to ready to show what you could do at any time you know we did a lot of battling in high school in the high school lobby and stuff like that like that was you know what I'm saying that was just a normal thing so you when you get out into the world you see that sometimes it's not like that other places like it's not as serious as it is you know what I'm saying in New York but it's like if you live in New York you know you probably know like five people that rap right you understand what I'm saying <laughs> maybe more you probably know five people that that you know what I mean it's just it's just like a thing here you know what I'm saying yep. a lot of rappers come from New York I guess because this is where it was created because New York is where it was created that's it's just part of the culture so just growing up in New York you're gonna get you're gonna get doses of that and um I think I think that my music reflects that. My rec music reflects that. Like I take it serious. You know what I'm saying? Yes, one hundred percent. So, what's your? Uh, explain your 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 musical process. Uh, so, when you know when you're thinking of I don't know a song that you're about to write, what goes through yeah. your mind? What what what's the process that you go through, and how do you get your inspiration? Well, um, it happens all different ways. Sometimes. I would hear sometimes it's, I mean, it really, it starts with the beat, starts with the production. I'm very picky, notoriously very picky when it comes to the beats that I will rap on. You know what I'm saying? Especially like when it comes to my projects, I'm a little bit more lenient when it comes to like doing features and collabs and stuff. But when, when you, um like if you get a John Jigs project, you, you know that I pick every single, like I, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, And I've, you know, I've sat with some of the best producers in, you know, and, and sent and and sent a hundred beats back before I picked one. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's just the way, you know what I mean, the way I am. But as far as the uh creative process, a lot of times when the production comes, it'll just speak to you in a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And it already kind of puts you like I'm one of those people that once I hear it, I'm already before I like once I hear some type of production that I like, once I hear it, I'm already writing. I'm already in the process. It's not even like a thing that I'm thinking about. It's like if it's speaking to me in that way, I'm already going to start creating. And that's how it happens the majority of the time. Now, sometimes I might just have something may happen in my life, in my personal life, or I may see somebody else going through something or whatever. And I would just kind of store that in my memory bank and create or build around it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and things happen like that, too. Like sometimes I'll write entire songs and I don't even have a beat. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'll just... When when the beat come, when the right beat comes along it comes across my lap then I'll you know what I'm saying then I then I'll go ahead and finish the record you know but it happened but the majority of the time it it really does start with the production you know yes one hundred percent so right now if you can collab mm -hmm. with any artist that's out right now who would it be and why um right now. Probably, I probably would do something with like, um, maybe like, 
Damn, I don't even, you know, see, I don't even think, <laughs> put around and think about stuff like this. So, <laughs> let me see. I could see myself, I mean, if I really had my pick, I could see myself doing something with, with, uh, with Kanye. Yes. Or um, even um, like J. Cole or, you know what I mean? Somebody like that. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they, they, um, they always like make sure that they say something or they have some type of, there's some type of meaning in it. And that's the type of music I like where it's not just like, you know, the, the party stuff is cool for when you go and have, have fun. But like, I like music that like, you know what I'm saying? That, that, I, that you have to, I like the type of music that you have to be, you have to be from that lifestyle or from that walk of life to understand. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Like I like music that 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 feels authentic. You know, I, obviously, a lot of what we hear is probably not real, but I like artists that are able to really make you feel like you're there. Yes. Or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The artists that you yeah. can feel, they 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 can talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, what is your biggest? Uh, what is what's your biggest song? What is the song that actually that was like your big break in becoming? Um. 2000, 2000, 2020 also I put out uh put out this song called Every Day. Um Every Day it, it's uh it's produced by a street runner who's like a Grammy award winning producer. He's done stuff with Eminem, Little Wayne, Meek Mill, Fat Joe, the list goes on and on and on. Does a lot of stuff with DJ Khaled. And um, you know, I was able to I got a, a great opportunity to work with him and we put together a record. You know what I mean? That is to, to date my biggest record. Uh, gotten me all over. You know, that's when I was just talking to you before about doing the Amway Center and doing all these other large venues. That's like really the record that made a lot of those things happen because it was the first time that I actually had like, I had like, you know, we were on, we were on in rotation on Shade 45 for like three months with that, with that song. I was getting real uh, FM, you know, terrestrial radio airplay. It was like, you know, it was like a real thing. And, you know, um, it, you know, I was on the radio at home. So, like, I was getting calls all the time. Like, yo, they, they were like, yo, they just played you. You know, like I had one of my boys, he was working at AutoZone. He was like, yo, this, it just came on in here at AutoZone. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, wow, that's crazy, you know? So, you know, it was just, it was a good experience. Like, it was a great experience for me. Somebody coming, like I said, from the underground and working all this time and to finally get something that was a little bit outside of what I normally do, but still within the realm and not too crazy enough to where it could be considered corny. Like I think I kind of, I found like a, found a sweet spot of like, cause you know, like the music listeners, they, you know, they, it's either like hip hop, like real hip hop heads that just want to hear hardcore boom bap. And <laughs> you have people that just want to hear like more commercial music. So this record kind of put me right in the middle where, where everybody was messing with it. You know what I'm saying? So that really, you know what I mean? I would say that was definitely my biggest record. I think that put me on the map and like opened people's eyes to me as far as like, well, he could not only can he rap, but he knows how to make songs. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Make good music. <laughs> so um, yeah, even to this day, and even to this day, like, you know, I can still do that in any club, you know, like now I live in Atlanta. And even down here, I can perform that record and it works. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when's the last time that you performed? Um, the last show we did was 
I put at December 11th, we performed at, um, it was, uh, this, it's, it's actually an MMA, a professional MMA, uh, uh, boxing league or MMA, uh, league or whatever called Flex Fight. So we, so we actually went, went home to New York, but we got to perform. It was, and it was crazy. It was like, it was like good two, three thousand people there. It was, it was pretty insane. It was a, you know, a professional MMA fight and we put on a great show for those people. You know, we just was kind of like, uh, entertainment in between, in between the matches. And it, you know, it was really a great experience. You know what I'm saying? That was the, we seem to, it seems like we get booked for a lot of like sporting events and stuff, which is really cool. Like I definitely don't mind that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, but that was the last, the last one we did. That's amazing. All right. We're going to go to on a quick break right now. And when we come back, I'm going to ask John Jiggs, what are his uh, three favorite songs that he's listening to currently on the radio right now? So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, we are back and I am here with John Jiggs. Uh, For those of you who are just now tuning in, we have rapper from Long Island, John Jiggs, in the building right here on The Sherrod Show speaking with us. And like I said before we went on commercial break, I wanted to ask you, John Jiggs, what are the top three songs that you are listening to on the radio right now? Man, I don't even listen to the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it doesn't even have to be on the radio. But, but the top to be, what's your songs, top three that you're currently uh, listening okay. to? So uh, one of them might be on the radio. I like uh, the J. Cole, My Life with, with Moray. Yes. That's a, good, that's a good record. That's a real mm-hmm. good record. Um, what else? Uh, I heard something. Oh, man. So if I, got, if I was to go through my, if I was to go through my Spotify right now, probably uh, Freddie Gibbs. Probably like, uh, and it's it's not even new. It's been out for a while. But that uh, Freddie gave that Big Boss Rabbit mm-hmm. song. Yes. Um. I, yeah. That that song is fire. Um. <laughs> and probably and probably um probably I've been uh, bumping that new Nas album lately too. I like that Wave yes. God song that he has with ASAP Rocky. That's mm-hmm. dope too. Love yeah. that. I love that album. That new album is amazing. Yeah. Great <laughs> album. All right, so let's get into your biggest accomplishments. Okay, so thus okay. far in um, in your career, what have been your biggest accomplishments um, that you are the most proud of? Um, well, one one that I would like to talk about is it's not even really. I wouldn't even say it's an accomplishment, more just like a moment. You yes. know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I remember as we were talking earlier about the the Bill Cosby record. Yes. Right. So when we shot the video, so when we shot the video, the director that shot that video, his name is Cannonville. Shout out to Cannonville. He li- he actually is from and lived in that same neighborhood where 50 Cent is from. He lives right off of Guy, Guy Arbor Boulevard, which is right there, right next to uh, Baisley, uh, was it? Yeah, Baisley, Baisley Houses or whatever, right? So when I, um, so we, we shooting the, so we actually shooting the video and it's like a running gun type thing. We not like, we don't have like no crazy concept or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, 
and we're, we're, we're filming the video. We're on the corner, a guy on board, and I think thinking like maybe 140th or something like that, 139th. And we're shooting the video, and all of a sudden I see this big black, uh, it's like a big black tinted SUV drive, drive, drive up. And then like, he just kind of like in the, in the, in the truck just kind of like stopped in the middle of traffic. <laughs> right now meanwhile we're still recording we're still recording and we have the uh the beats till the big speaker playing so that i can hear what i'm doing when i'm you know right so so i see the car and i'm like what's going on because i'm not from that neighborhood and that neighborhood is rough so it's like yeah. if you see somebody like jumping out it's like you might i'm so i'm trying to keep my composure and watch the camera and do what i'm supposed to be doing but at the same time I'm looking, and if you and if you look at the video, you can see me looking out of the corner of my eye because I'm like, what is, what the hell is going on? Like, right. right? So then the person comes and runs across the street, and then like I, I hear like people beeping their horn and stuff because because I you know, but I couldn't tell who it is because and then he and then to be honest with you, he looked a little bit shorter than like how he looks like he looks like such a giant on television. He does. You know what I'm saying? And but I'm tall too, so to me he didn't look like that tall, you know what I'm saying? So right. I couldn't tell who it was, but as he gets closer, he gets right up on me, I realize this is 50 Cent. <laughs> this is really 50 Cent. That's crazy. And I'm a fan, so like, you know, I know what this dude looks like. Like, And I've, and I've been around, like I've been to his concerts before, like I've been, and I've even been in the same room with him, but never where he would think to speak to me. You understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been around him, so I know what he looks like. You know what I'm saying? We've always followed him you know what I'm saying? Because we were just a fan of his music and his grind. Yes. So 50 Cent, 50 Cent gets up on me. 50 Cent gets up on me. He comes to give me that. He's like, yo. He's like, oh, y'all shooting the video? He's like, yo, let me get my cam. He's like, yo, let me get my cameo, son. No like that. Puts his arm around me and everything. It was like, yo, got in the camera like this. And then, yo, and then literally just that quick, he ran, he, he darted off and jumped back in the, in the SUV, just like that, and pulled off. It was that's the craziest thing in the world. Bless you real quick and got at it. <laughs> yeah, like you can't, like you can't make that type of stuff up. Like you, you know what I'm saying? That's so really cool. can't make that type of stuff up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, and then as soon as he walked away, first thing I'm doing, I'm looking at my camera guy. Like, yo, did you get that? You got that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got? Did you did you film that? He was like, yes, I got it. I was like, I love you. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yo, we about to kill him with this. Like, this is crazy. And, oh, that's uh, and I just remember like, that whole day, even the next day, like, I just remember thinking, like, yo, what are the chances? Like, first of all, that's not my hood. That's not where I'm from. We're talking about, like, an hour away from where I grew up, where I'm from. You right. know what I'm saying? So I'm like, what are the chances that, you know, especially all the rappers in this neighborhood that probably come out to these corners and shoot videos or whatever. <laughs> and it just so happens that, and it just so happens that 50 Cent, you know, he probably, you know, he obviously we had the speaker plan, so he probably heard it and he probably thought it was it was decent at least, right? Yeah. He jumped out and wanted to get in the video. And I'm like, yo, what's the chances that something like that would happen to me? Like this dude, you know what I'm saying? This dude is like larger than life. And at the time, like I said, this is 2015. So like 50 is still like, I mean, he's a big deal now. But yeah. even in music, this is before like a lot of the television stuff. 50 is one of the biggest, I would say one of the greatest of all time. Yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, so I'm sitting, I'm just sitting here like, yo, this this has got this without a doubt, this has gotta be like my destiny. This has gotta be what I was supposed to be doing because this stuff doesn't happen to people. Like this type of shit doesn't happen for folks when they shoot videos. You know what I'm saying? 
and I just remember it just put like such a major battery in my back like like yeah like this is what I'm really supposed to be doing it and as hard as I was doing at that point it just made me go even harder because I was just like yo if, if I could get if I could get a co-sign or whatever from somebody like a 50 cent then that means that I'm like really made for this like I'm like you know it's a lot of people that make music but like not everybody is like in this like what they call industry quality or like industry ready you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and that right there was like you know what I'm saying that was like a really really big deal for me and I remember that was just like that was a moment where I just like like I said I just went into overdrive at that point because it was like if stuff like and you know if stuff like that stuff like that happened um I would say so that's one moment that was crazy I would also say um 2018, we were, um, I got booked to do, I got booked to do like, I want to say like 10 or 11 shows in Europe. Um, and, you know, this was, it wasn't really something that we were even like so much concentrating on or anything like that. I had done this project called Swing Cannons. We put it out in 2017. And, and the project was entirely produced by this, uh, a legendary producer from Sweden named Kay Slugger. That's my brother to this day too. <laughs> and we um we did the project and at first it really didn't even make a lot of noise. Like it was crazy. It didn't really, it took like it took a very long time. It took like a good six months for people to start to pick up on this project because it was just something, it was something different. It was something new from what everybody was doing. And this was at a time when it wasn't, you know, now a lot of not now a lot of rappers do like projects with one producer. But at that time it, that wasn't like the popular thing to do. But I just we me and him gelled so well that I was like, yo, let's just do the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was and it was themed and it, it you know, it just worked. It was a very cohesive album. And people, you know, it became an underground classic. So we talking about six months later, I'm starting to get <laughs> like more and more press, more and more more and more press for it, even though it's considered like an old album, I'm starting to get more and more press. And then we got it. And then me and him, we got a vinyl deal where the vinyl company wanted to come in and pay us to be able to, to have the rights to be able to press up vinyls. You know what I'm saying? So then me and him got to split a check off of that. And I was like, wow, you know, I come from not really getting, no, get, making a little money off of rap, but never like, you know what I'm saying? Never like thousands of dollars. You understand what I'm saying? So we like, oh shit, like, really? You know what I'm saying? And this is a whole new world opening up to me and I'm getting all these new fans. And then all of a sudden the promoters start calling and I got, I got to go to Europe for three weeks. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to pay for nothing, not a meal, not, not a, not a night in a hotel, not nothing, not a flight, not nothing. And I could, you know, I went from, I went from, from the UK to Austria, to Germany, to Sweden, to, uh, to, uh, the Netherlands, um, I mean, just all Switzerland, all these different places that I got to see and touch and, you know, the people were so, you know, I had so many different things happen. Like people were just so like inviting and they treat you like you're some type of superstar. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? It was totally different from what it was like, what it's like here. I mean, I get love, but it wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? And the show, you know, a couple of shows we had were like sold out. And it was like, it was, you know, people were lined up around the corner and I was just like, what? Like it, it was mind blowing to me. Like, it, you know. I, it just—I I always knew that people like what I did, but I didn't think that it would ever be like that big. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And it really was over there, and it was—and they were people were so hospitable there. You know what I'm saying? Friendly, and you know what I mean. It's just you know, even when you get booked here in the states, it's not like that. Like people, you know, they show you love, but these people were like, 
you know, they were just treating me like I was some type of god or something. And I'm like, yo, it's just an album. You know what I'm saying? Like, Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's definitely an accomplishment, being able to go overseas um, from my music. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, now, you did tell me something about an award that you just won. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that would be that would probably be the other thing. I mean, just recently. Now, now, mind you, when I first put out my first mixtape, 2013, I believe. Yeah, my first mixtape, so first solo mixtape, because I was part of a group before that. But my first solo mixtape was either 2012, 2013. 2013, I won uh, best new artist in mixtape of the year, right? Wow. So, and I've been grinding. You know what I'm saying? I've been grinding, you know, I've been grinding since then. Like all this stuff was, all this stuff, when these little small things happen, all it does is just fuel you, fuel your confidence as, you know, as an artist and make you want to continue because you'll have a lot of people telling you like, yo, you need to do something else. You're getting older or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? And if you, if you're not careful, that stuff will start to weigh in your, you know, weigh on your conscience and you may lose your confidence. So, but as these things happen, it's just pushing me and pushing me to go further. Fast forward to 2021, I won Artist of the Year from the Long Island Music Awards. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow, and, wow, wow. And, and this is, and this is, and this, <coughs> and this is based on a panel and the number of votes I received. And to be honest with you, I might have posted on my social media like once. Why? You know what I'm saying? So people were at, so it wasn't like I was like going hard, like, oh, you gotta vote for me, you gotta vote for me. I actually didn't even really take it that serious. And, oh, wow. they, and I didn't even and I didn't and I wasn't even at the awards, which I'm 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 upset now that I didn't go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because I should have went. Like I really should have went, especially the fact that, that I won, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But that was like, you know, just to just to know that like it's not like what I'm doing is not going unnoticed. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's really all it is. It's not really about, you know, I'm better than this one or that one. But I just, I think the reason I got the award is because I put it in the work. Right. And, and, you know what I'm saying? I've been able to, like, make some big moves. And, you know what I'm saying? I always stay consistent, you know, throughout the, you know, every, 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 uh, every couple months, you know, people were getting new projects from me or they were getting new videos or I'm doing a feature or I just made sure I stayed in the, in the public eye, you know? And I think that's what, I think that's what separated me from everybody else is just the work ethic, you know? So what, what, what advice would you give uh, to artists that are coming up right now that, you know, want to follow in your footsteps, they're seeing, you know, what you have done, what's the biggest uh, piece of advice that you can give um, up and coming artists that are coming now? Well, the first, well, the first thing is um, be yourself. You got to always remember to be yourself. Um, I think a lot of the good things that have happened for me in this industry is because I never, I never followed trends. Like I never, just because something was like I was telling you, like I was saying before, I don't listen to the radio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I really don't listen to the radio. It it doesn't like, just because something is working for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You know what I'm saying? So I just, uh, I just, uh, I urge artists, find your voice and just stick to it. You know what I'm saying? And if you if you stay consistent and you're constantly working on improving and you're constantly working on the next thing and you're staying consistent, then you you're gonna you're gonna see some success. You know what I'm saying? You just have to have you just you know, you have to you really have to have tunnel vision. Like I always say, like to make it in this industry, you have to be just a little bit crazy, just a little bit. 
<laughs> and you got to be a little, just a little bit, and you got to be a little bit self-centered. You know what I'm saying? You have to, because you have to believe in yourself that much where this is the most important thing. Like you have to, you have to want it that bad. You know what I'm saying? There's so many times that I went without just so that I could keep doing this. So like now, I, yeah, I'm going to buy nice stuff because I, because because there was years where, you know, I'm a sneakerhead, right? <laughs> there was like two, three years where I did not buy no new sneakers because I knew I had to put my money into my crash. You know what I'm saying? So now if I want some shit, I'm buying it. You know what I'm saying? Because I, you know what I'm saying? Because I put in the work for that and I, I sacrificed for that. You know right. what I'm saying? So that's the other thing. You like, you have to, it's okay to floss and go buy the nice, you know, you want to buy Gucci this and Fendi that and Dior and all of that, but you have to put in the work first. Right. And to be honest with you, it feels so much better when you work for it. It feels so, it, 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 you, you appreciate it more when you actually have to work for it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You know, I'm, I'm at a point now, you know, I'm at a point now where I could, you know, I'm, I'm able to put food on the table and feed my family because of, because I rap, because of, off of music, something I love to do. Like when I was a kid and I was just doing this in the, in the, um, the high school lobby, I never thought that it would be like, be like this, you know what I'm saying? And now, so now I, I try to cherish every moment, you know what I'm saying? And I spent, you know, I probably, especially like the last four or five years, I spent like, I was just working, like consistently busting my ass and I didn't always take time to like appreciate it and just take it in for a second. Right. And now that's what I've been doing. I've been trying my best to like, even though I'm still in the mix and I'm still in the grind, like just take a second for a minute and be like, yo, look at what you did. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Look at how, look at, look at what you've been able to accomplish. Now it's, you know, my, my, my crew, Monopoly family, bringing them up and let, taking them on the road with me, showing them different things that, that they never thought they would see. You know what I'm saying? That's like how you keep, how, that's how you keep it alive, you know? That's amazing. And that's, honestly, that's, that's beautiful advice to give yeah. uh, to, to, to everybody, not just people that are artists. That's. Yeah. And, the, and the, honestly, you could apply it for whatever you do. Like, you know what I'm saying? You just have to make sure that you are being consistent. Like you have to constantly, like, like I have no debt. I'm willing to bet money on this. If you keep working at something and you're constantly working on improving and whatever it is, I don't care if you doing hair, whatever, you know what I'm saying? If you're constantly working at your craft, you're gonna you're gonna see some success. You yep. know what I'm saying? It may not be as fast as you want it to be, but <laughs> you're gonna you, you you'll be able to look in a year and be like, oh, okay, yeah, I was I was getting this much before to do hair, and now I'm getting this much. You know what I'm saying? Yep. For real. Thousand percent. All right, now I know that you have a new song that is out called uh, Righteous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell us yeah, a little definitely. bit about Righteous. So it was a um so it's a record that um it's on my my new my newest project uh, the Preacher's Son EP entirely produced by my man Kevlar '96 dope producer out of Tokyo Japan he's like incredible you know what I'm saying and we linked up uh like sometime last year and we just been you know bouncing songs back together we decided to put out this project together um the the, the name of the song once again is called Righteous it features um. My, my man, uh, Shabam Sadiq, legendary Shabam Sadiq, and also features Eden Madisassin, who's actually from LA, you know what I'm saying? Uh, dope MC out of LA, you know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, it's a it's a dope record. Um, just just a very uh, very lyrical, a lot of punchlines, clever clever lines and things like that. And um, you know, the video is pretty much just like. It wasn't didn't really have too much of a concept. It was just like kind of like a run and gun type of thing. We was moving around the city of Atlanta, 
You know what I'm saying? We've moving around, um, you know, downtown Atlanta, MLK area and all of that, catching some of the dope graffiti and just the whole urban, you know what I'm saying? The whole <laughs> urban vibe, you know what I mean? And it was, it, you know, it, it really came out dope. Shout out to the Don Digitals who shot that video for me. They've been doing a lot of my videos lately, so I want to definitely want to shout them out. Um, and yeah, now nah, it's, it's a super dope video, you know what I'm saying? And um, it came out really good. We actually ran into like a random crackhead. And she, and she was like dancing and That's she took off funny. her wig. It was mad, it was mad funny. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't wait to see the video. We actually are going to air the video right now uh, so that everybody can see uh, this video, Righteous. Um, John, yeah. I would love to just thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, you have been amazing. Your story is amazing. Thank you for that great advice for, you know, the people that are coming up Um that was excellent advice. Um, it was a pleasure to have you on here. And we are going to air his video right now. You want to introduce it? Yes, yes, yes. All right. So everybody, make sure you tap in. Check out my new video, Righteous, featuring Shabam Sadiq and Eda Mad Assassin. It's directed by the Don Digitals. The song is produced by Kevlar96. And get, make sure you go and get that new EP, The Preacher's Son. It's on all streaming platforms. You know what I mean? And make sure you follow me on all uh, all the social media sites um, at the real John Jigs at um, Jigs the Great on Twitter at the real John Jigs on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you hit me up. You know what I mean? I got plenty of merch, plenty of music, all that good stuff. Perfect. Okay. Well, here and, is uh, and I want to give a and I want to give a big shout out to uh, uh, Jim Chrissy Moreau too. Well, definitely. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Well, without further ado, here is Righteous by John Jiggs. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sherrod Show, and we will see you the next time. Yeah. Kevlar. Teflon. Monopoly. Uh. Fly talking shit, looking like a walking lick, awkward lip. I've been going off, I think they all convinced. I'm swinging for the fence, it gets more intense. They all are wimps, copycat the form, ignore the origins. Your fans was all bored again, they had to call me in. No matter how long you try to start, I swear the story.